fuck, we're recording, boys. We're we're live. We're doing it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to episode four of this disaster of a podcast that we like to call. <laughs> Do you know the anime? It's a, a special episode this time around because we are in a very special month that most of us, if not all of us, like to share in this lovely group of friendships that we have. And that is, it's Pride Month! Yay! It's, it's the month of the gays. We've, we we officially, it's illegal to be straight this month. Hell yeah. Uh, To end out this month and to end out... This, this whole podcast is going to be talking about LGBT characters and or themes found in anime and things that kind of, you know, either caught our interest or helped us along the process. Or in Setsu's case, his addiction to boy love anime now, because that's just a thing that <laughs> has appeared out of the last like month of him watching anime. It's just his deep-seated bisexual awakening. It's happening slowly. He does. He has a type, and I fucking hate his type. <laughs> but now we found out that he has two types. Exactly. What? Pretty um, blonde. Is it just they're both gonna stab me? It's just what? It's, it just depends on <laughs> which you No. <laughs> no. If it's a woman, then it's if they can kill you. If it's a guy, then if it's if they're blonde with green eyes. Uh, yeah. There you go. For, first off. Uh, I have sent this to Duo before, but I submit a uh, correction to that statement in this beautiful boy right here. Okay, so I was going <laughs> to say your type is just Paul Walker, but animated. But uh, <laughs> heard that. So uh, for, for context to people who can't see the Discord chat, Setsu, mm. uh, what, what picture did you just put in the Discord? Oh, I put a picture of my favorite boy from uh, Ace of the Diamond. Which is? Uh, Haruichi. Hey! Now it's, it's it. Technically, his hair is pink. Yes. Well, well. Uh, it just—it's the shading in that particular screenshot. It yes. looks orange, but he—he he has pink hair. Okay. Look how embarrassed he is. Yeah. Mm, I can see it. Uh, so before we get too far into talking about today's topics, I have some weeb weekly news shit because I went through three weeks worth of news and there was a lot that's happened in three weeks and I couldn't keep track of all of it. So I picked like six things. So that's so what we're going to get. This um, will be my inner uh, kind of funny brain cell, but is it a baker's dozen? You're, I'm removing you from the call. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. I have the bomber jacket. Not bomber jacket. <laughs> varsity jacket. I have to rep somehow. All right, so we're, we're going to start with some of the oldest stuff and kind of work our way up to the more recent. So uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, the Promised Neverland manga has officially wrapped up and it is officially over. So that's kind of cool. Uh, the Millionaire Detective anime, which I was super excited about and I was sadly heartbroken because it was put on delayed, is going to officially come back July 30th, yeah. which I'm just like, fuck yes, I'm so excited. Shaman King is getting a fucking anime reboot, because who the fuck saw that coming in the year of 2020? Fucking Shaman King is coming back, I guess. Uh, Crunchyroll Expo, which uh, previously was canceled, is now actually going to be moved online, so they're going to be doing an online convention, so that's nice. They're going to be trying to keep as many of the, their scheduled panels and guests as they can. Um, but they did say that there might be some cancellations, so there's going to be more news on that. And the most recent, uh, My Life as a Villainess is confirmed to get a second season. 
Yes, Ooh. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I need to watch that. So I don't know where I stopped watching it. I'm gonna finish it, but yeah. I'm hearing that I'm really happy because um I know I mentioned this I think to you duo when I first started watching the show. I love the round table inside her head every yeah. time she has to deliberate something because they're all her but they all have unique voices and they all act differently and it's just well now that i think about it, it just reminds me of haru and 50 percent off <laughs> it's literally just that in an actual anime and okay and i got i got one more bit of news this is specifically Ooh. for setsu because i know mm. uh you're okay. gonna find this exciting uh <laughs> as of today june 21st it is officially Hinata from Haikyuu's birthday. He is Hell 24 yeah. years old. Oh my god. According to the, Hell I think yeah. according to the manga, he's 24. I think in the anime, he's still 16. But, um, <laughs> so we yeah. got Ash Ketchum situation. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things where it's like the manga is still like farther ahead from the anime. So in like the anime, he's like 16. I think he's 15 turning 16. But in the manga, he's technically like 24 today. Because they did like a time skip thing, but yeah, it's it's his official birthday! Yay! Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, uh, Nada! Noise. But then you have the sudden realization that we still don't have more high Yeah. I mean, it's 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 gonna come back. <laughs> it's not like it was canceled. <laughs> but, but I have news for you. Oh. It's Ooh. gonna oh. tie into what we're possibly doing next Friday. Mm-hmm. Netflix just released A Whisker Away, which is a new <gasps> yes! anime movie. They did. And, uh, they released it like I think last Friday, this past Friday, and uh, I completely missed the like premiere of it. So we're gonna have to catch up on that one here Heck soon. Yeah. But I'm excited yeah. for that. Um, that looks good. You know, it's actually funny. So I went to a, uh, a birthday yesterday for a coworker because um, due to COVID and stuff here, uh, we just kind of ate cake at his house and we just watched Netflix for a little bit. It was just like a group of us, and. One of the things that we were heavily debating about is watching that film because mm-hmm. there were part of us that were just like, we really want to watch it. But then the other half was just like, no, it looks super cute, but also sad. And it's going to make me cry. And I don't want to cry at this birthday party. So we ended up like skipping it. So I was like super close to watching it yesterday. Oh, man. I- and here I am ready to make all of y'all cry. <laughs> it's my job. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's that's all the news that I have. As of, like I said, there was like a shit ton because it's been like three weeks since we've recorded or something like that. So it's been, there's a lot more, but that's kind of like the main highlight stuff. There's some other things that were confirmed for like either uh, new release dates or like their premiere dates got pushed back because of COVID. And some mangas were getting like side series sort of stuff. Um, but to try and keep it nice and short, those were, I think, some of the oh, highlights. Here's something for me and you, Duo. Oh. Viz Media official translations of My Hero Academia are going to start coming out the same day as in Japan. Yes, they are. That is um, something because they, uh, what was it? They've been trying to get the same day translations, and I think it's, they're going to be getting the the copies of each chapter earlier now so they can yeah. actually translate them faster so that way they can be uploaded the same day as so, the so that's so that's going to be news. exciting yeah so bad, bad news, news is i don't have anything to read on sunday good news <laughs> i get to read my hero every thursday and or friday 
Bad oh, news, man. my anxiety is gonna go back through the roof because I'm not prepared <laughs> for this fucking series because uh, Horikoshi wants me to die is essentially the plot that we've yeah, discovered. Um, as someone who does not read the manga but watches the anime, man, am I glad for blissful ignorance in this situation because it sounds <laughs> oh. like shit's going down and I can actively ignore it till it's adapted. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, to, to avoid manga spoiler stuff, um, there's a lot, and that's it's, all I can say. To sum it up in a word, ah. To sum it up in the word or into to two words, it's oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and that's incoherent it. screaming. Incoherent screaming. Uh, present Mike's there, I guess, too. Also screaming. Um, I have fears. <laughs> one fear. <laughs> oh boy, just um, one. <laughs> no, Duo has a lot of fears, but let's get back on track now. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess we can start this off. I, I don't know if there is any particular series that jumps out to you guys, or if there's a particular character, because I have, for, for many, many years, I have always been a disaster, a disaster bisexual. That is the title that I've been graced with since the age of whenever the fuck I decided that I was a bisexual. And I distinctly remember one series that kept popping up that I was just like, huh, interesting. Like, I wonder why this is a thing and why this keeps coming up. And now I, I will preface this by saying that it's because this was my very first anime that I watched, which is Cardcaptor Sakura. And that is fucking Toya and his goddamn boyfriend, which I refuse to say that he, they're best friends. They're not best friends. All right. Those two are dating so hard. Like, they, they are just gay as hell. There is no way around it. But yeah, uh, Toya and Yukito are, are they're essentially, Toya is uh, Sakura's older brother, and Yukito is his high school best friend, which we find out is related back to the cloud cards and the magic shit that Sakura deals with. But there's always was this like underlying tone of like, oh man, like they're kind of into each other. And when it was translated and dubbed in English, it was like, oh no, they're not into each other. Like Toya can just like, he senses the magic in Yukito, which he does, but that's not the point. Um, so he's he's interested in him because he can't shake off this feeling of like there's something more to this guy. But in the original, it's just like oh no, they're totally into each other. Like they, <laughs> to like hundred percent. Yukito has a big old crush on Toya. So for me personally, that was probably my first instance of just like ah okay, like I there's something more here. And then as I got older, I'm like oh shit, they're just gay. That explains so much more. But I would also say the other one for me would probably be everyone's classic uh, favorite set of cousins, quote unquote, which is uh, Sailor Moon with Neptune and Uranus because they're cousins, quote unquote, which is just the English cover up for, hey, they're fucking dating. But because this was on the TV show that was put on in the 90s, we can't say that they're dating because we're too too much of a fucking pussies to do that. So we're just going to call them cousins. And that's why they keep like holding hands and shit, I guess. Fair. <laughs> Fair. No, that, you're right. That's, that's how it was. So yeah. Any, anything like that that particularly jumps out to you? you find gentlemen today uh well because you mentioned it my next life as a villainous oh the uh the <laughs> bisexual vibes 
and the lesbian vibes that come from that show. Woo. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. It's and, as usual. The main character is completely oblivious to everything. Which it's it's hard to because there's some of it where it's like it's played up as like oh like haha it's just like anime tropes of like girls just kind of like doing stupid things because you know girls that's you know they just do stupid things together. It's like when high school boys hang out together. High school age young adult girls also just like do dumb things together but they do have like a little bit of like oh there there might actually be like some kind of romantic interest here maybe some uh never by like the main character it's yeah. always everybody else who is just like utterly infatuated yeah with it's, it's, the main character it's always a side character every single time but uh other than that yuri on ice like go uh, to yeah. Mm. ah yes the classic i yes. say as if it didn't come out like three fucking years ago i know right <laughs> <laughs> actually i think what it come out in 2013 yuri on ice no 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 no, no. hold Was on 15 i don't think it, so didn't it come out it, like it, 2016 it or 2017 i remember talking about this in high school i think we it was 2016 looked... wasn't it oh i'm gonna look it up because i know it came out before i joined yeah it was 2016 October yeah, 2016. Okay. I was about to say because that makes sense because when we talked about the anime awards duo, I knew it was. I can't remember. I knew. I thought it was in that first year they did them. Yeah, it because that that was the the first year of the anime awards was called the Yuri on Ice Awards because it won half <laughs> of the awards for that year. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's like it had to be like 2015, 2016 was when it came out because I distinctly remember watching it in like college, and then I remember again the the whole anime award stuff. Haru, any uh, any characters or shows that might stand up to you? I'm convinced that Ryuko and Mako from Kill la Kill are girlfriends, and you cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I can it's see not, it. Yeah, it's like it's not official, but with the OVA, they're definitely not just friends, but it's a deep relationship. Yeah. It's complex. I don't know what to call it if it's not. No, I can see it. I mean, again, this it, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's so hard to tell sometimes with anime because a lot of stuff just gets like played off as just like, oh man, these these two are just like super super close friends because that's what I remember from oh my god, it was Attack on Titan like the first season on Attack on Titan, which was what like 2012 or something like that. Mm. And it was everything with like uh Krista and Yamir. Because yeah. those those two were played up as just like, oh man, like aren't they, you know, aren't they just like great friends? Oh man, like everyone's shipping them, haha, ha, this is great. And it's just like, I, uh, they're like an official, like a couple. Like they, they are like a confirmed couple now. And I'm just like, God, like back then, like everyone played it up as just shipping shit. And, and nobody, yeah. like so many people were just like, well, it's not confirmed, so you can't say it. And then it was confirmed and everyone's just like, well. Well, damn. I guess we'll round it up with Setsu. What uh, what boy love pairing do you want to talk about this week? Oh boy. Man, my brain was not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, okay, okay. So I guess what is, let's say, what would be like the first instance or like the first show that you remember kind of seeing some kind of like, you know, or some sort of a relationship that was either like gay or, you know, maybe there was like, a character that was non-binary or something like that that was involved 
Can you get back to me? I need to think about this. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I want to make a claim. Okay. I think Bakugo is asexual. No, okay. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I... <laughs> no, no, get... Because get... As much as I believe that him and Kirishima could be boyfriends, I also can see him being asexual. Because I, I remember there was this whole conversation that I remember having at one point with uh, Ruby, with, with that show, with mm-hmm. Ruby, the, the character everyone thinks is like asexual. Or like the, uh, like Lindsay who, who voices her, uh, who voices that character believes that she's also asexual. Like she's just not romantically interested in anyone, just interested in like fighting monsters or the, not monsters, the Grimm. Heck and yeah. I'm yep. just like, you know what? I could totally see that like a hundred percent. So I, it's not completely absurd to me to think that Baco goes asexual. Um, I'm also a hundred percent willing to accept his red hair boyfriend. If that is also the <laughs> conclusion we end up going, you know, whatever happens, I, I am a supportive fan mother. I don't, I'm not quite sure at this point. <laughs> Bakugo clearly just doesn't care about whether you're male or female. He just he just wants to fight and win. Yeah. And I think it's great. Kind of going on like a complete side tangent now. Um, I have a, a, a similar kind of headcanon to um, Tokoyami, which I know a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, like, because a, a lot of people end up shipping him with like Suyu and I think somebody else. But it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I also kind of have some ideas where I'm just like, you know, like, he just doesn't seem like he's just not into that kind of stuff. Like, he's just oh, kind of, yeah. he's just there to learn how to be a hero. And then he's just going to vibe with that until, you know, something happens. So I can 100% see Bakugo being either, if not asexual, maybe more of just like aromantic. I could see as yeah. well. And, and then Ruby being ace arrow, I could totally see that. Yeah. Uh, like, 100%. Yeah, she's, um, she she 100% gives off that vibe of just, like, I this is just not for me, like, at all. Yeah. And and then on the subject of Ruby, we have the, the notable lesbians in the group, uh, Blake and Yang. Yes, we do. The, I the... need to finish Volume 7 still. Oh, man. <laughs> I saw them taking selfies together. You need to get on that, bud. You do. I, do. I mean, to, to be fair, though... There are a lot of people who have either not caught up with Seven or have just like were watching like like halfway through and then like shit hit the fan. A lot. There's a lot of people who are not completely caught up with Seven, from from my understanding. Yeah, which I um, guess makes sense because it is seven seasons worth of a show, <laughs> and trying to like keep track of that many seasons can be a little bit of a pain in the ass. That's true. Like, and I find that funny considering like us as. Uh, avid anime watchers we're like yes give us more and they give us more but then like there's people who aren't used to that level of content and storytelling and i'm like you're crazy because um, i'm one of those people that i'll read a book series that has like 15 books in it i can't I, get enough of lore and story i you know i have a hard time so this is kind of the the problem that i tell people that i run into where i love watching anime but if there's a series that is just way too long, I can't sit myself down to watch it because it's like reading manga to me. I just lose focus way too quickly, which is weird because, well, yeah, but it's like I can binge watch like eight different animes that are coming out in the same season. 
but I can't watch one anime that has eight seasons. You know, it's like, it's a really weird kind of juggling game that I have to do, but... Um, yeah, that's a mood. But that's why it's just like, I've I've never seen like all... I, I've seen three episodes of Naruto. I have not watched Naruto <gasps> at all. Oh um, my. I have tried five times throughout my whole life to sit down and force myself to watch the series and I cannot get past like the first two episodes and then I was just like okay well maybe I can't watch the first two episodes of the original let me watch Shippuden try watching Shippuden still didn't care and then I recently watched two episodes of Boruto and I still don't care and I don't (laughs) I don't know what it is because I know I know it's a good show. I know it has good fights. I know there's good character development in certain characters. There's good arcs. Like, there's nothing stopping me from watching Naruto. I just, for some fucking reason, cannot sit myself down to watch it. And I've tried, literally probably since I was like 10 or 11, I've tried watching it and I just cannot. And it's one of those things where people will either get like upset with me about it or they'll be like, yeah, like I understand. I I just yeah. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I just can't watch it. Duo. And it's huh. pro tip. Don't watch Naruto. Play the Ultimate Ninja Storm games. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. It, it's basically it the anime without the filler. Yeah, it takes like 200 episodes and condenses it into like a 10-hour campaign. Interesting. Okay. Plus it's interactive. So you're that much more involved. Yeah, it that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. And then something I do, especially with like series that I'm not caught up on, is I'll go and just read the plot from like the Wikipedia or whatever, or the wic- the fan wiki, and do that. Yeah. It, I'll catch up that way, and then I'll be like, okay, yeah, I can jump into this. Okay. I might I might have to check out that games the the Ninja Storm one and see if maybe that will work yeah. because I. I, I, I don't know what it is about that series. I just cannot watch it. And I feel bad because there are a lot of characters that people have referenced to me over the years. And they're like, oh, man, like, you know, if you like this character, that reminds me of this person from Naruto. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, what do you mean that this guy or person has, like, tongues coming out of their hands? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, why, why does this one guy constantly have this orange circle mask thing with one circle in the middle of that mask as like an eye hole and that's it you don't ever see his fucking face i don't know i just oh, i've seen that shit it... yeah i've I've wild s- when it turns white i see i don't even know what that means like <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to but, oh boy um oh, naruto nah naruto oh so also wanted to bring up so there's a couple shows that i feel like um, don't get a lot of attention that kind of cover some of these topics that I also wanted to bring up for like this sort of topic because there, there's a couple animes that I've watched that I feel like are really, really good, but very few people have heard of them for some reason. Uh, the, the first one is a series. It's from 2011. It's called Wandering Sun. It's a coming of age type of story, but it's the coming of age story about a trans boy and a trans girl. And it's talking about like you know the um, the honest look. It, it kind of gives you like what giving you a look inside of what it's like to be a trans high school student and like the 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 stuff that they have to deal with a lot with like you know struggling with puberty and trying to transition 
but you know not everybody is kind of accepting of it and things like that and it's a fucking amazing series but again it's from 2011 and for some reason no one's ever watched it i i don't know why it's a really really good example of like trying to be trans in high school and i feel like it deserves more love it was directed by mario kata yes it was a written written sorry yeah it's uh what was it it's done by um oh my god what's the name of the studio it's something classics um uh, aic yeah aic uh it's did you guys ever watch troubled life of miss uh kutora i think is what it was called no it was a rom-com dealing with a like it was a high school girl who has like the ability to like read minds and it was like supposed to be this like romantic comedy about like her being able to the, to read the minds of like her high school classmates it was a decent like it wasn't the best rom-com but i mean like it still had some decent episodes to it it's kind of short i think it was like i think it was 13 episodes it you know it was pretty good mari okada also worked on aquarian evil which if i remember right also had some lgbtq stuff and as a callback to episode two keys niver oh that's right keys niver yeah and she also wrote oh maidens in your savage season oh okay interesting um so another series that i want to bring up this one is probably a little bit more like it's a hit or miss for some people because um it's more of a like it, it's like a romance drama it's called sweet blue flowers it's from 2010 or like the 2010 era so it's like the golden age of anime kind of thing and it's a story uh it's a love story of um two high school girls in an all-girls school and one of them ends up moving away and then um they or one of the girls moves away and then she comes back like 10 years later uh to go to this all-girls school with this friend that she used to be with and then as time goes on they ended up like falling in love with each other after being separated for like 10 years so it's like a cute little little girl love story um the story itself is you know it's it's all right it's not like a huge drama Mostly just like basic school stuff. Um, but it's really cute. It's really sweet. A little bit more of a like a realistic idea of like what a, a girl love anime. That is one that I think people could try and like look into if you haven't seen it yet. I don't know if you guys have or even have heard of it. I have heard of it. You have? Um, All right. Yes. I it's I don't I feel like I have it in a queue somewhere. I don't know. But I know I've definitely the, heard of it. I've heard the title of it. Um, another anime that i wanted to bring up it's another girl love story it's called whispered words um mm -hmm. but it's very similar concept where it's just like it's these two girls in high school one of them has this big crush on her friend who's like super like this outgoing attractive extremely like uh extroverted friend and she's the like like kind of shy like introvert who's like good at sports but she's you know in love with her best friend but she's has this fear of rejection and so she instead of confessing to her front her friend she continues to be like the best friend and then kind of helps her friend helps her crush and like trying to like hook up it, it kind of turns into like a triangle love story at one point but it focuses specifically on the two girls and the one having a crush on the other so that one again came out around uh 2009 2010 so golden age anime kind of thing but it's i rarely ever hear people talk about that one it's yeah a, it's really cute it has a little bit of comedy mixed into it as well so if you want something that's a little bit more like lighthearted in the girl love area 
Then we're going to throw it back to one that I specifically told you, Setsu, to watch because I mm. think you're going to like it, which is number six, which is a a boy love anime from 2011. It's a like dystopian, like sci-fi kind of one. Um, this one was really, really popular when it came out because it kind of had a lot more of a, like it showed you like straight up, like, hey, these two are like into each other. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, I wasn't expecting that. But also, it's post-apocalyptic. So you're just like, oh, shit, they're gonna fucking die, probably. Like, that's just how it's gonna be. The world's ending. Everything's got destroyed by war. Fuck it. Like, who? what's... Nothing good's gonna come out of this. But, uh, my, my way to entice you guys to watch this anime. Uh, this anime was done by, uh, Studio Bones. So, yeah. if you like... If you like bones watch number six because my god <laughs> the animation like it's like a almost 10 year old anime at this point yeah. but it's so good it's just absolutely so good there's an anime that i had it came out a few yeah two years ago uh it's called citrus Ooh. which i know is pretty controversial yes in like the love girl anime scene simply because it's like also i from what I remember of it, it was also kind of incesty. Yeah, they're stepsisters. Yeah. Yeah, which I was like, that kind of like is what got me off it. But I know that people were like really into the anime itself because I guess it didn't portray as much of that as the manga did. What the uh the fact that they were stepsisters or or just just like the I think it was because I think in the manga one sister is like very manipulative. Yeah, and she so is. and so. Yeah, and so in the anime, I, 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 again, I haven't watched or read either of it, but I think it was portrayed a little less as a manipulative hold on the whole idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, it's possible because it's like, it seems I, like an awkward one. Yeah, because they, they tried to play up the whole like, oh man, they're like opposites attract sort of thing. But the fact that they were like stepsisters and they basically like shared a room at that point, it was just like, mm, this is, this is a little weird. <laughs> This is weird. Yeah. And it, and it's it's strange that like of all the things that they could have chosen to like animate, like I'm sure there's other, you know, healthy relationships <laughs> that they could have animated, but they chose this one. I, why? Yeah, I can you, tell you'd you. think that they could pick better representation for like LGBTQ or anything well, like that. It's actually funny because I think the same year that Citrus came out I think that was the same year that Bloom Into You came out. Because I think they both came out in 2018, if I remember correctly. Or one came out in 2017, one came out in 2018. But Bloom Into You is uh, a really, really good girl of anime. That's more of a, like, kind of focuses on the same idea where it's just like, well, I guess it's not like opposite attract, but it's a, a better example of what a, a girl of anime would be compared to Citrus. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to look for. Yeah, no, it actually did. I think it came out same season. Uh, oh, same season. Why, okay. And that's probably why it didn't uh, get the notoriety. No, um, I just looked it up here. Um, Citrus came out in, this would have been winter, because it's January to March. And, oh, is it? Uh, Bloom Into You was October to December. Okay, so it was, a, it, yeah, it was way later, yeah. in, the, later yeah. in the year. That's cool. I might have to give that a watch. Uh, yeah, no, Bl Bloom into You is a really it's it's got it's kind of more on the like romance drama and mm -hmm. um it's a like an older student kind of in, like in love with the the 
year under her or something like that, if I remember it correctly, because it's it's been like two years since I've watched the show and I haven't rewatched it since then. Um, but mm-hmm. it was cute. It, it was um, it was cute. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh my god! So so I remember way back in the day there was. Have any of you boys heard of Junjo Romantica? No. Well, it's in the list you sent me, so yes. It is. It's a. It's supposed to be like a. A, a comedy like a drama comedy sort of thing but it's also a like boy love slightly yaoi because here's the thing there is like sexual content in it because one of the characters is like this romance writer and they yeah. do kind of like get it on a little bit in some scenes but they don't ever specifically show anything like they okay. show them like getting kind of handsy but that's really like it doesn't really go much past that but yeah, it's a like boy love comedy drama. <laughs> but the the art style is kind of funny because it's from like oh god, I think it's from like 2006 or some shit like that. Uh but it's got like severe like yaoi hands <laughs> syndrome to it. <laughs> so it's just so funny cuz like the guy will be like trying to be like romantic and cup his face but his hands like the size of his fucking head. And it's just like I remember watching it and I kept laughing at like the serious moments because I couldn't get over the fact that this guy's hands were literally like almost the same size as the dude's heads. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I can't take this seriously. That's one that, um, again, it's it's a little outdated. The writing isn't like top tier. Like it's good show, but some of the writing could be a little bit better in some areas. I think it has, I believe it has three seasons to it. And then there were a couple, I think there was like one like spinoff, one or two spinoff OVAs to it series that i'd been meaning to want to start was uh astro lost in space no that's a great show yeah i actually don't think i know that one so if i remember right from what i heard about it they are high school students mm-hmm. and this is set in the far future where space travel is commonplace okay and they get stranded during a trip so oh. they need to survive i think uh yes it, basically the the synopsis the the plot the whole plot is them then trying to make it home yeah and without saying anything man i've heard that its plot twist is 10 out of 10. <laughs> i've heard that it has uh some lgbtq stuff oh does it yeah I remember that was a thing that people were talking about it while it was airing last year. I never got into it at the time. I think it was probably because of some other show during that season. I heard that it was really good. It is great. I do believe I finally figured out Duo, though, like, at least as far as I can tell, like, one of the first shows I watched, that's definitely uh, one of the ones where I realized, one, I think I discovered what BL was. uh, Oh, oh my god, Dramatical Murder. Oh, I no. was like, I watched this and I'm like, man, they are like, granted, I've heard that it's, it's, they've toned it down significantly for the anime, but like, still, like, there's no hiding the fact that there is definitely tension in the air multiple times. Hey, uh, Setsu, I completely forgot about that show. <laughs> I do not like the anime adaption of Dramatical Murder. Uh, it's like, this is coming, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I didn't play through the visual novel, but I watched, I did, it was like a streamer okay. who did like a let's play of it. This was like, I think, uh, or like, not like, it was like a streamer or a YouTuber or something like that. And it was like heavily censored 
because they could yes. like keep it up if they wanted to but i watched a playthrough of like the visual novel instead but uh i went back and i watched the anime when it was coming out and it's not great no um that's like one of the first comments on here is that like what is it it's best summed up as uh you should never remove the l from bl yeah that that was kind of the thing is that like they they kind of took out the main point of the show which was like you know there were multiple guys that you know because it's a visual novel but it's also kind of like you can you know he hooks up with a couple of them and they just like kind of took out basically all of that and it's just like all right it's it, it's a really slow story when you take out the like the thing that attracted a lot of people which was that he hooks up with the guys and like the animation wasn't bad like it you know some of the the scenes in it were like really well done but man that story just was was not great all i remember taking away from that was that for some reason the dog had a deep voice oh yeah, yeah. the dog could talk yeah <laughs> the dog could talk yeah well it's it wasn't like a real dog it was like a like a little robot dog because it takes place in the future yeah that's oh didn't main boy have nerve endings in his hair because he couldn't he couldn't get his hair cut or something oh yeah it was something like that it, it like he he had his hair was like w super weirdly sensitive or like yeah yeah i think it was like the nerve ending thing so he could never I cut his I hair need to look this up now god damn it satsu alba states that he dislikes people touching his hair because it pains him from the nerves inside so i i've i've been quiet the past like 10 minutes i guess because i've been looking up like lgbtq anime and uh, one that keeps popping up is uh oran high school host club with oh, the character yeah, yeah, yeah. harun yeah. fujioka another one is antique bakery which i have mm. not seen but and it looks good that sounds familiar it's it's a comedy about four men who run a bakery and the the main character is Yusuke Ono, who is the uh, I want to say I want to say this right. Hopefully, uh, patissier, patissier, uh, patissier, uh, and is an openly just completely gay, huge amounts of gay. Okay. And he he has a crush on the waiter, who is somebody who rejected him in high school, and so it, it's kind of their relationship throughout the entire series um i have not seen this but it's it's one of those that i was it seemed really really interesting and i might actually have to give it a watch yeah, yeah i saw I, that one when i was looking stuff up too i've never heard of that series which i'm surprised by because when what year did it come out does it say it came out in 2008 oh my god how did they wow. really yeah. miss that like it's older yeah fuck i didn't even i've never heard of the series until now the the original manga run was from 1999 to 2002. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's damn. I've never heard of the series. Well, that's that will be something to check out. Yeah, it, it it looks good, and as far as I can tell from like screenshots and everything, the animation looks solid. So I'm I'm actually gonna try and hunt this down, and give it a watch. I wonder, you know what, I wonder if this is one of those shows because I'm curious to see where you can like watch it at. Because it's got to be on maybe Funimation, maybe? Some Pride article that I found it on says that it's on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, Amazon Ooh. Prime. Okay. Heck yeah. And then there's uh, 
Did we talk about Revolutionary Girl Utana? No, that actually oh was... Oh my god, I, I had that thought earlier in the show when we started, and I was just kind of like, once again, I felt like it was one of those types of shows, but like, I didn't want to be wrong. That's one of those shows where it's just like, I, I love it, but also it's one of those just like, man, what what a fucking story that <laughs> Revolutionary Girl is. Because it's, it's like, it's sad. Like, it doesn't end great, but it's such no. a good series. <laughs> um funny enough i watched that one on youtube because nozomi entertainment has it up on their youtube channel like the whole thing start to finish oh nice really yeah interesting but yeah talk about talk about fucking classic because that came out God, how long ago was that now it, it was in the 90s i know for sure i don't know how far into the 90s though i'm gonna say probably like 99 like 98 uh, 99 first episode was april 2nd 1997 and it ended the same year in december okay so it was all in 97 okay i was close yep i was gonna say because i i remember it was definitely a 90s thing because when i was able to like start figuring out how to watch stuff on youtube it was under there was like this one site i used to go to where it was it had like a 90s category where, where it was like all anime that came out in the 90s because that's where i would go to rewatch card captor and like sailor moon and um like the first season of pokemon and it was like up in that category with them so that's why i'm like it's got to be in the 90s somewhere in there but yeah no that's that is a, actually a really really good example of it you know what i thought is very interesting so i don't know how many non-binary anime characters that exist um i can think of a couple off of like maybe like two or three from my hand like at this moment but i don't know anything past that which is um krona from soul eater which is one i remember talking i think it was you jet that i was talking to about that yes. before and then kind of going off of non-binary um and going back to Oran high school host club like you were saying jet um haruhi's dad which oh yeah like her her dad is a hundred percent yeah i've never seen host club so uh oh you haven't it... No, I have not seen Host Club. It's one of those that I was like, I, it's not my style of anime. I'm not much for the high school ones. I, I tend to avoid them if I can. Her dad in that series is just like, I fucking love him. He's such a fucking fun character. Like, mm -hmm. 100%. He's also just like, he cares so much about his daughter, like, 100% of the time, and it makes, it's the funniest fucking thing ever, and I love him to death. <laughs> uh, if we, if we ever watch Hose Club Jet, I want you to watch mm -hmm. at least, at least one, like, the, the, the first episode, at least, please. Like, I, no, I'll absolutely watch it. Like, it's just one of those things, it's like, I've heard it, I've heard about it, it's come highly recommended, and I've just never really gotten around to it. <laughs> uh, another character who I completely forgot, and I, and I hate myself for forgetting, uh astolfo from fate apocrypha oh yeah oh mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing one of my favorite characters it and just kind of gender neutral because it's a very androgynous character but yeah in the show female or male genitalia but dresses in female clothing and is more comfortable in female clothing yeah so that that astolfo is great though and the relationship between astolfo and the the main character is amazing uh, what was his name? the entire time i can't remember sieg sieg that's right sieg is great yeah which one is sieg i don't sieg, know uh he's a homunculus that was given the heart of heroic spirit siegfried 
so that he would. Learn. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, now I'm caught up. Yep, man. It's I'm, really I'm finding... cool with, uh, like having not straight characters. Oh yeah. Be it through historical accuracy or just, you know, fate. Y yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about one of my favorite gay characters. What's that? In anime, mm. Leron Littner from Gurren Lagann. Oh yeah. Leron. Oh, Leron. Oh, fucking Leron. Leron, he's great. He just goes out of his way to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's oh, it's terrible. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I you know what? That is also another fucking character that I completely forgot about is Leron. It happens. I I didn't remember it either, but I'm like I'm looking yeah. I'm like, man, what are some good LGBTQ characters and there's a list of them that it gives me and I'm like and then Leron shows up there with his green hair and his earrings and I'm like that man I love that man now you made me rethink of uh, a character I was thinking about from earlier so in one of the uh, like Gundam build series uh, I'm gonna post it in discord here there's a character right there by the name of Magi and the exact same energy as uh, uh, what's his name from I'm really Leron yeah, Liron. Like the the once I saw who Liron was, like it's the exact like same energy. Yeah, man, those just... are that's a really flattering bodysuit. I know. Tell <laughs> me about it. <laughs> it's actually, uh, so you know what's funny? I'm I'm completely backtracking because I got distracted by host club, and I'm just getting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But <laughs> going back to um, to Haruhi and that, um, I think it's supposed to be canon that I believe that Haruhi is gender blind. I believe is the thing because or, or Hideyoshi is or or who? Uh, yeah, the Haruhi uh, was it uh, Fujioka? Okay. From Host Club, I I believe yeah. Haruhi is gender blind because there was that whole discussion about how she doesn't understand the different like when people are treated differently because they're either like a boy or a girl and like she just like doesn't understand why that's a thing and she doesn't get why people are treated differently just based off of their genders and it's just like no that's that's gender blindness like she that's a hundred percent what that is she does not get that concept at all which makes yeah. sense for the fact of the whole like her her whole thing is that like oh she doesn't care if she's treated like a boy or a girl because to her like there's no difference and I'm just like, oh yeah, like that's a thing, isn't it? How was um, it um, Anj from Attack on Titan? Aren't they always referred to by gender-neutral pronouns? See, I, okay, so here's what I've heard. So I've heard that, is it Hanj or Hanji? I thought it was Hanji. I don't remember. I don't know. But, because um, I've, I've heard that they were called they, but I've also heard that you could do he or she and either one applies. So I guess technically they would also work. So I'm not quite sure what pronouns specifically that character uses, but I know most people call Hanji they from, from my understanding. So, I mean, it's possible that I don't know what specifically their like gender identity is though, is the thing. I didn't watch past like the first season. <laughs> A lot. Of the wiki as refers okay. to them with female pronouns uh but there's also two spellings of their name one is h-a-n-g-e and the other is h-a-n-s 
Interesting. Okay. How have we not talking about these two lovely boys yet? Oh my God, Given! Yes, <laughs> my boys. The definite, the definite time, I was like, "Oh, this is a thing, dude," and fucking... I'm okay with this. <laughs> like, I, I, this, I think this was, that Given was for sure the show for me that turned my whole philosophy of, you know, you do, you do, you, you know, as long as it doesn't impact me. To, like, I wanted these two together. <laughs> Oh I yeah, it these... was it was the first time like I actively like want you know it was god damn it I hate fifty percent off quotes are so work work so well for this but it's like it was like I ship them, <laughs> I ship them. <laughs> dude no a hundred percent like these these two um as like these two characters and like it, it's one of those shows where it's just like it really gives you like a new like a perspective of just like it's not so much shipping as just like god damn it like you two just fit so well for each other. Just please, for the love of God, just start dating already. Like, it's at this point, just do it. Like, <laughs> um, Haru, Jet, if you have not watched Given, if you like anime about music, uh, which also happens to be a boy love anime, please watch yeah. it. It's oh, extremely boy. good. Very, very good. <laughs> and the fucking, there's one song in particular, Setsu Don't Fucking oh. Say Shit, that is... It, it, it gets you right in the heartstrings. It's so good. But going back to the My Hero train. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Literally, one of the Wild Wild Pussycats is trans. Like, we completely oh, forgot yeah, about that. Tiger's trans, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, we completely yeah. forgot that he, he's, like, a trans man. It, like... <laughs> that was... Oh, damn. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, holy yeah. shit. And he's like, he looks great, too. And I'm just oh, like, holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, fucking go for it. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, have either one of you guys... Oh, um... No, go ahead. Oh. <gasps> oh, right. Magne, yeah. 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 Fuck. Because, yeah, uh... How did I we remember, forget everything? I remember that, um, Toga called her Big Sis Mag. Yeah, yeah. Big Sis Mag. Yup. And then there... And then, uh... Magne's in a relationship with another transgender person. Yeah. That isn't yeah. named, but they just have the like the, the sequence there. But yeah. it, it but there is a relationship there. So yeah, that I mean the My Hero universe is clearly not shy to put LGBTQ characters in their well, universe. You know what else? There's a, a another show that's like not shy about it. Have you guys seen Psychopaths? Yes. Oh. It's been on my to watch list forever. There is literally a couple, like, in the show, there are two women. You literally, at one point, you see them, like, naked in bed together. And it's made extremely clear that these two are, like, in a relationship. Like, they never talk about... It's one of those things where it's, like, they don't bring up the fact that, like, the character doesn't say they're in a relationship. But the way that they talk about this person and how you see them interact with each other, like, you just... It's it's visual cues that tell yeah. you like oh yeah like 100% these two they're a thing and they they just make it like straight up they're just like yeah there's there's open and closed discussion like that's it this this is this is their relationship have fun with that boys and i was just like oh <laughs> all right cool like i'm fine with that uh i was trying i think i just discovered someone else that i didn't know it was a thing grell from black butler oh yeah yes. grell i saw is... that one just uh, describes herself as a self-declared lady and uses uh, she/her pronouns. Yeah, 
Yep, Grell, Grell is, I guess you could say, like, trans lady is well, what mm-hmm. you would use to describe for her. But, uh, yeah, no, that's one I forgot about, too. Which is funny, because it's like, I watched Black Butler. I've watched <laughs> that first season, like, probably four times, because I was I really liked that show. And I just, like, completely forgot about that. You, you know, so this is actually a character that's from an anime movie. It's, it's one of my favorite movies because it's a holiday movie. Have any of you guys watched Tokyo Godfathers? I've I remember seen bringing, the name. I remember bringing this up. Tokyo Godfathers, it's a Christmas movie about three homeless people who end up finding a baby like the night or two before Christmas. And their entire goal is that they're, they're going to find the mother of this child and they're going to reunite her with her mom so she can't, so she's not alone on Christmas because she's like a miracle baby is what she's... Uh, considered but one of the the homeless people is a woman named hana who is actually a a trans woman so her yeah she she's like trans woman who used to work at this uh i think it's like a trans or like a trans focused bar where it's like it's all trans women who like run this bar together kind of thing and she ends up becoming homeless but yeah no that's that's another character that i like completely forgot about until just now and i i love hana she's she's so fucking funny and she has such a great personality because all she wants to be in life is to be a mother and she finds this little like homeless like they're this like abandoned child and she decides to do like the right thing and like take her home instead of trying to raise her but she like takes care of her as if the baby is her own and i'm just like oh my god like you're gonna fucking break my heart mm-hmm. i love you so much what the fuck oh which one of it one uh one of you that I remember talking to you about about the uh, Monogatari series? Yes, that is probably me. Kambaru from Bakemonogatari is a lesbian. Remember? Did you ever watch uh Bakemonogatari? She she had oh. like the the short blue hair. Yeah, like yeah, the... yeah, 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 yep, yep. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to make sure I spelt it right, so I I'm Google imaging the name. But yes, yes, I definitely recognize this character. She blatantly states in the show that she is a lesbian, and I just remembered that too um oh yeah because doesn't she keep going after uh yeah she goes after um the the one dude's girl because yeah 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 because that that whole thing happens so so setsu someone who we forgot about is nina einstein from code geass is a lesbian oh yeah right mentally mentally unstable as all hell but yes gay (laughs) yeah Fuck, I forgot about that. I also looked up to see if I, uh, just trying to see if I could recognize any characters from shows. Have you ever heard of a show called Shangri-La? I can't say that I have, no. Well, I posted a picture in the character who quite literally is, and in that photo you'll see the text at the bottom where the character is uh, very much uh, transsexual. Interesting. And what what show was this again? Uh, Shang, it's called, let me type it out, it's... That's how it's spelled, Shangri-La. Shangri-La, okay. I believe Funimation has it, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Interesting. What ki- what kind of show is it? Because I've never heard of this, um, but I'm kind of interested now. Long story short, basically, it's a like takes place in post-apocalyptic Japan, where basically a bunch of earthquakes just destroyed Japan. Uh, the government manages much of the world's emissions, so it's like like all based on like carbon-based emissions stuff. And the whole point is they're trying to create this utopia city called Project Atlas that will replace Tokyo, but 
uh, can only fit a certain amount of people. And then basically there's a, a bunch of people who live outside of it who challenge the authority. Interesting. I'll have to look into that because that sounds cool as hell, but I've never heard of this show. Oh, uh, really so... Duo. Huh? Your other show has uh, trans characters, and I know you've mentioned this show before. Uh, apparently, Simple Gear has two. Yes. Um, uh, what was it? Caden. They have. Yeah. Uh, they they specifically have brought this up to me before, and I was just like, because that that was one of those things that they they were trying to like explain some sort of like plot point or something like that, and it just like <laughs> came up in conversation. And I was just like, oh, that's fucking... It. It, it's one of those reasons of why I need to watch Sinful Gear eventually. Because I was just like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, that sounds cool as hell. I'm down for this. Still haven't watched the series, but I'm still down with it. There's a show I... This is one I actually haven't watched. But I know a lot of people who have watched it is... It's an, uh, a boy love anime that's called Love Stage. Um, I know I've heard of it. It's, it. It came out, I believe, in 2014. It's on Crunchyroll. It's supposed to be, it's like these two dudes who end up meeting each other because they used to work on, they, they worked in commercials together as children. They, they did like TV commercials together. And then 10 years later, they end up starring or they, they end up meeting each other again. And you find out that one of the kids wasn't actually like a girl in the commercial, but they dressed him up as a girl it was actually a boy but the kid who remembers him being a girl thought he was a girl and he's had this crush on this girl for like 10 years <laughs> and then he finds the girl again only to realize that it's not actually a girl it's a guy who was dressed up to to be a girl but that's another one that i know a lot of people have like they've watched it and people like it i've never seen it so i i can't really give my two cents on it but that might be something that people like it's supposed to be like a good romance story from what i've been told it's like one of those they you know meeting 10 years later and falling in love kind of things oh my god i just remembered so let me tell you about the weirdest fucking show the, the weirdest like girl love show i've ever watched in my whole life so okay it is i'm gonna set up a little bit of a, a stage for you it's 2010 you have mm. two high school girls who are you know they're in the golden age of anime right and they discovered that there is this new two ova episodes of a show that's come out it's a girl love got some drama find out one of the girls has like psychic powers that the other girl is helping her learn how to use and that's what helps develop the relationship now Sounds like a cool premise, right? You know, mm. got some, you know, interesting character development. You got the whole psychic powers thing coming into play. Fuck this show. Oh, boy. like, <laughs> so it's called oh. it. And I had to look it up because I couldn't remember the name of it. It's called Kutsiki Boshi. It's all one word. This show, it's two episodes, but it is fucking a wild roller coaster of emotions, right? You have, besides the two girls, like the one girl falling in love with the other girl and her kind of recuperating it. You also have one of them is also in a like sexual relationship with her older brother who is also emotionally abusive towards her and like physically abusive or some wow. shit like that. Holy, 
in two episodes? It, it's Good two. Lord. They're two twenty-minute episodes. They're, it's two OVA episodes, and that's it. And there's this whole fucking crazy ass plot to it, and I'm just like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, and the story wasn't even that good. Like, there was shit that didn't make sense. The girl who had, like, the psych- like the, the psychic powers 100% shouldn't- had no reason to be interested in the other girl because she was, like, a dick to her for, like, the whole time. I was just like, I hate this. Like, this- oh my god, this sucks. Like, why- we watched both episodes hoping that there would be something else, but no. No, that's what we got. And I regret it so much. Um just hate to see it uh i gotta read a review for you about this because i was looking on my enemy list and this this line is truly amazing it says uh kutuboshi is a show ahead of its time outstanding in all fields a true masterpiece while watching i only felt amazement and shame my eyes are not worthy to view something so perfect almost if it was made for the gods themselves <laughs> like with your with your comments about what the show is in two episodes and that are vastly different opinions it's so bad like i <sighs> could not make sense of the show at all like it the plot twist to it did not make sense now i have not watched this since 2010 and i'm never going to watch it again like oh. i it's so bad it hurt me in ways that I didn't think anime could. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we've reached about near the end. Uh, is there any specific thoughts, characters you wanted to bring up? Uh, any suggestions for LGBT-themed animes and or characters that you want to share for the future? Um, Yuri on Ice is good. I, don't, I think there could be a lot more representation in anime like i i know we have it's getting better trust me it's getting mm -hmm. a lot better but uh i think we need more get on it japan I, I, I feel like one of the things and i know we had talked about this in dms do about what we'd like to see more of and stuff and i feel like there's uh once again i haven't you know i'm still watching more shows but it feels like there could be more shows about all the like characters discovering themselves in whatever fashion or whatever way you know there's how many different ways people can identify it and i feel like every show should there, there should be ways either within a singular show or something like that where they you see that exploration of the person discovering who they are and stuff like that i would like more characters that it's just you know it's just a, a, a fact about them. Kind of going back to like the psychopath thing where they never, never mentioned it. She never, the, the two women never bring up the fact that they're, you know, I don't know if they're lesbians or if one of them is pansexual or whatever it is, but they just make it obvious to you through visuals that like, oh yeah, no, like they're together. They're a couple, mm -hmm. and it's completely normal. Like, no one says a second thought about it. Like, something like that. Um, More of those. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. I'd love that. Oh. Uh, that kind of reminds me, too, of with, like, Yuri on Ice, when Yuri's friend notices that him and, uh... Oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Victor. My brain, yes, thank you. Had the rings on, and he, instead of, he, like, the first thing out of his mouth isn't anything but, oh, my fucking God, you're getting married, congratulations. Like, doesn't yeah. get two shits who it's to or about. Like, he's just like, you found someone. I'm all for this. Yeah. 
He's just like, oh my god, my friend's getting married. What the fuck? <laughs> and then JJ has to be a duck. And then JJ. Fuck. Oh, fucking Damn JJ. Ah, uh, fucking JJ. I, I want oh some... my god! I'm fucking stupid! Oh. <laughs> How did I forget fucking Psyche K from the disastrous life? He's literally asexual and oh aromantic. What the fuck? How did I just remember him? Who is this? The disastrous life. The, uh, the disastrous life from Psyche K. It's an anime about this guy who has psychic abilities, and he's literally like asexual, a aromantic to the T. Like he is not romantically or sexually attracted to like anyone he he is he's basically like everything that he describes about like how he's just his experiences and how he's just like not interested in dating you know he's more focused on <laughs> this he he is literally asexual and aromantic he he's like ruby yeah. like it is extremely obvious and i just fucking remembered and i don't know why it took me this fucking long to remember and i'm very upset with myself because what the fuck weasels. <laughs> yes, that's no. probably it. No, it's it's not because I I've I've actually been looking up asexual characters because you know gotta represent my asexuality. Yeah, no, like oh my I God. huh? Maki from Kizniver. Oh fuck! He's bi. He is. Oh my God, I'm bi. How did I forget that? Oops. <laughs> Haru, how did we forget this? <laughs> Haru, Oops. this is like your show. <laughs> we. <laughs> We're a bunch of disasters, aren't we? Uh, yep. Pretty yep. much. Did the yep. waifu die? <laughs> oh, I fuck. Mean, Welcome no. welcome to Disaster Buys and Our Waifus Die. We're changing the name of the show, guys. <laughs> oh my god, Maki's waifu actually died. Oh my god, stop, Haru! <laughs> god yep. damn it! I hate this! This is on brand for an episode. It, it's very on brand. <laughs> 